0: Welcome to the First Incision, a podcast from the Christian Medical Fellowship where we explore topics at the interface of faith and health care that affect our Christian lives in today's world. I'm your host, Steve Fouch. This edition was recorded at the CMF National Conference on the last weekend of April, so as a consequence there is a bit more background noise than usual, so I do apologise for the sound quality. I hope this doesn't detract from my conversation with Peter Saunders, the Chief Executive of the International Christian Medical and Dental Association. I was certainly encouraged and inspired by our chat. Yeah, so today in First Incision, I have with me um, an old friend of CMF, Dr. Peter Saunders. And Peter, um, welcome. Good to have you with us.
1: Great to be back.
0: Fantastic. Can you tell us a little bit, for those who don't know who you are, um, a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, I'm a Kiwi, trained in New Zealand, specialised in general surgery, married my best friend's sister, who was a paediatrician. We came via Kenya to the UK back in the late 80s, thought the Lord was taking us back to Africa after two years at All Nations Christian College. And the Lord, who tells us things on a need-to-know basis, Hmm. uh, had other plans. And he called me out of clinical medicine altogether into student ministry with CMF. So I became the head of student ministries at CMF in 1992. I did it for eight years. And then after that, the Andrew Ferguson, the general secretary, moved on to something else, and I was asked to take over from him. So I was the CEO of CMF for 19 years. So I'd, I was at CMF for 27 years, having never intended to stay in England for more than a year or two.
0: It's funny how the Lord um, leads us in paths that we would never choose to go in otherwise. Yes,
1: I'd say his word is a light to our path, but not our horizon. If if we knew where he was taking us or or what plans he had, we might not take the next step. So Mm. I think that might have been the case with with us. But we've been just greatly blessed to have the privilege of of being here and working with CMF for many years.
0: Fantastic. Now, what is your current role? And can you tell us a little bit more? about what that is involved with at the moment?
1: Well, I left CMF at the end of 2018, took a short break, and then took on the role of the chief executive at the ICMDA, which is the International Christian Medical and Dental Association. It's like an umbrella body for all of the CMFs around the world, of which there are 84 at the moment. Mm. And so... uh, the office was then moved from India to the UK. I live in St. Albans, so uh, Josh, my EA, and I run the office from from there or from home. And uh, what ICMDA does, it, our vision is a Christian witness through doctors and dentists in every community and in every nation. And our aim is to start and to strengthen national associations of Christian doctors and dentists that run like CMF. And so mm. our focus very much is on leadership, training, mentoring, and development. So that's, uh, that's what I do.
0: Wow. And h- how many countries does that encompass now?
1: Well, there are 84 national CMFs around the world mm. there are th- that are affiliated to ICMDA. There are another 30 countries with Christian Medical Associations, which are not yet formally affiliated, but moving towards that. So these are new groups that the Lord has raised up. Wow. And then we're in contact with Christian doctors in another 30 or 40 countries. So we have, uh, we're have we hoping to, to have uh, 100 groups formally affiliated by the time of the next World Congress in 2023. So we're working with a number of countries to that end at the moment.
0: Wow. So it's a, it's a big and growing movement.
1: It is. So we have 14 different regions around the world. We operate in seven main languages. Uh, We have 14. uh, I don't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, when do you fit the time (laughs) to study all those languages? (laughs) We don't.
1: I I, uh, try and attract people with great skills that I don't have. Surround myself with gifted people. Very wise. So we have a regional secretary for every region. We've got uh, with those regional reps and area reps uh, altogether 60 from 45 countries mm. uh, of uh, field workers. And uh, all of them are either doctors or dentists in full or part time practice. So they're effectively tent makers who raise their own support and do their ministry work with ICMDA mm. uh, on the side uh, of that.
0: Wow. Now, one of the areas that ICMDA has been very active in, I know, is in Eastern Europe uh, over many years, Eastern Europe and Central Asia. And we could probably talk about what's been happening there over the last 20 years for hours. But, of course, most people at the moment will know what's happening in Eastern Europe very much from the war in Ukraine and the impact that it's having on the people of that nation, but also the surrounding nations. How's ICMDA been responding to that particular crisis?
1: Well, it all began uh, on the 24th of February Hmm. when the war started. None of us really expected it, although we probably should have seen it coming. And actually that evening we had a discipleship group for young Russian-speaking leaders, Hmm. and I was uh, involved in that group. And, And three of those folk were from Ukraine. And one of them was a Nigerian medical student studying in Kharkiv, who joined the call that night on his mobile phone from a bomb shelter. And uh, two others, one in Kiev and one in Lviv, just came along briefly to say, look, we can't stay. And we, we called a prayer meeting after that where we had about 30 people from around Europe came together and, and prayed. And, and it was really off the back of that we thought, we've got to do something more than this. And so the next day we launched an appeal uh, to resource Christian doctors in the Ukraine and surrounding countries. That was all we, we had. And uh, we thought we should just do this. We expected we might raise 20 or 30K or something and wonder what to do with mm. it. But but in actual fact, over eight weeks, we've raised 380,000
0: Three 380,000?
1: Yeah. Wow. So half a million American dollars yeah. altogether. And it's still coming in. And so it's been a bit of a roller coaster, white knuckle ride along the way, thinking, well, what can we do? And it's quite extraordinary what God has done in terms of bringing partners alongside to to help us and and helping us really to spend the money in a really creative mm-hmm. and, and helpful way. And and key in that has been our our national Christian medical associations, first of all, obviously in Ukraine itself, where we have a national group but also in the surrounding countries. So we have groups in Russia, Belarus, also in Poland, Romania, Hungary, and Moldova, and we've got contacts in Slovakia. So every country surrounding Ukraine, we've got a national group. And those particularly on the Western side, and especially Poland, Hungary, Romania, and Moldova, have all been involved in helping to to evacuate international students. There are tens of thousands of international students from all over the world, but particularly Africa and Asia, who are studying in Ukraine, many of them studying medicine. They all had to be evacuated and got home. And then, as well as that, providing uh, providing resources for uh, the countries bordering Ukraine to look after refugees and, and provide supplies, and also uh, within Ukraine itself. Now, initially, that was about giving grants so mm. that people could buy drugs and equipment. But after 10,000 pounds of grants to Ukraine, there were no more drugs or equipment in the country at yeah. all. Yeah. And so we we then had to find more creative ways of, of doing it. And uh, we we then, uh, we linked up with an organization called Medical Aid International who provide uh, consumables and equipment for mission hospitals. They were willing to help us. And we could purchase goods from them. And then we linked up with the International Dispensary Association in the Netherlands who could provide drugs. So we're buying things relatively cheaply. And then mm-hmm. we needed a supply Line. How how do you get things into a country which is at war? Mm. And um, Rudy Mikovich, who is the the leader of CMA Ukraine, who's just a young man, junior doctor, mid-20s, he set up a warehouse in Lviv on the border, uh, got 15 to 20 volunteers to help him sort things, established supply lines. So then it became very simple for us. he, He could get things to over 100 hospitals, clinics, Paramedics on the front line all over Ukraine, in Odessa, Kharkiv, places like uh, Kyiv K- itself, and so on,
0: as far east as Kharkiv.
1: Yeah, wow. Yeah, so even in the east of the country, and sending it in in vans or cars because trucks weren't safe; they were being yeah. bombed. So, so it was a very agile, creative solution, and able to move with with uh, with speed that many of the bigger aid agencies weren't able to mm. do. And so then uh, there was nothing left in Ukraine to buy, so we had to ship stuff in from outside. And it was then we had, uh, I had a fortuitous meeting with with uh, a friend of my church who used to work for the, the Keswick uh, organization, uh, which runs the conferences up in Lakeland, and, and his oh, yeah. his father-in-law happened to be Sir John Harvey, who was the chairman of the Keswick Group, no relation. This is a big logistics company with 20 companies with freight forwarding, warehousing, and all of that, and and a Bible-believing Christian. So he said, look, what can we possibly do to help? You need warehouse space. Yes, here's here's a place in Derby for you. You need uh, uh, truckies to take things. Uh, You need people to help with import licenses and documentation. We'll do it all for you. And then we found uh, uh, an organisation in, in East Poland, Christians for Ukraine. It was called, based in Lublin, uh, like Dublin, but near the, mm, okay. near, the, uh, near the Ukrainian border, just two hours from from uh, Kiev, uh, from uh, Lviv. And um, and the the leader of that said, "Look, anything, just bring it to us. We'll get it in. We've been shipping stuff into Ukraine for years. We know all all the people." So that then helped us to create the supply lines. And then from from that time on, we've just um, – the Lord has raised up more people and opportunity. So we've got 50 CMF UK members at the moment who are resourcing consumables and equipment from their hospitals and so on, bringing it to Derby, sorting it, and then we send it out on pallets. But we're now starting to get offers of free equipment – from uh, commercial suppliers and from NHS groups as well. So we, we uh, there was a, a group up in Stoke, quite near where we're at today at mm. the conference recording this, who who contacted us and said we've got 99 pallets full of bandages, dressings, and suture material. You can have them. Would you like them? We said absolutely. And then then a, a little charity called Sunflower Aid, uh, which was set up in the UK, said we've got trucks and we'll take anything, anywhere for nothing. And it said, right, well, there's 99 pallets in Stoke, And so it's it's gone on like this. So we're finding that whereas it was initially incredibly difficult to resource anything, I wrote to 10 NHS trusts in Hertfordshire and my MP, got one reply to say, no, we can't help you. We're giving everything to whatever. And so it was incredibly difficult uh, initially, but then gradually momentum has grown along the way. So it, there was a point where I was thinking, you know, how are we going to spend this money that's pouring in? People are trusting us mm. and, and giving, um, but but now we don't have any problem with that at all. We've spent two hundred eighty k, and we we can see the next hundred k we could easily spend on avenues that have opened up mm. for mm. us. So we've been overwhelmed. You, you might say well where's the money come from yeah and and i would say that virtually all of it has come from christian doctors and dentists and uh, the cmf uk members of cmf put out a notification about our appeal have given very generously the the american cmda us and the australian cmdfa mm. australia have run appeals and raised a lot of money that they've they've sent us there's an organization called Ukraine Medical Outreach, which works with international medical students, yeah. who've raised money and other groups have advertised it through churches. so we've we've not lacked for anything, and God has supplied through the generosity of his people and has astonishingly opened all sorts of other doors that have made it possible. So, as I say, it's been a white knuckle ride, and it's been there have been mm. many moments when we're thought, should we have even started on this or you know that nothing seems to be working but uh, now looking back over 8 weeks we can see that like a grain of mustard seed it's it's grown and God through his people uh, have been able to do something of course what we're doing is only a drop in the bucket in terms yeah. of the need yeah. but but every you know every, every piece of equipment every drug that that gets there every consumable is going to make a difference to someone who's a refugee or who's been suffering from war injuries
0: and as we see this war could be dragging on for we thought it would it might have been over in just a few days but now here we are two months into it and it looks like it could be going on for months and months and months and maybe even years on from this where do you see the appeal going in the long run i mean this is (laughs) I mean, this must be hard to say, because in eight weeks, you've gone from zero to £380,000 and all of this aid that's gone to those who need it the most. Um, But where where do you think this could go next?
1: I think all along, it's been something we felt we could never have planned ahead because Mm. the future was so uncertain. and, And it still is. I think at the beginning, we didn't know what would work and and the lord has gradually led us and shown us the the channels and the people and the organizations and given us the money to to mm-hmm. make it happen yeah. uh we know that i think putin thought he could roll over ukraine in a couple of weeks and clearly that's not happened and uh, they've now uh focused all their attacks of course on the east of the country and the Donbass, and so withdrawn from places like like odessa and kiev and Lviv and so on. So, so we have an open door to get mm. equipment and drugs and consumables in, which I think is going to be open a lot longer than we expected. In, in the right at the beginning, we thought we might only have a couple of weeks to, to
0: yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, and we now see, of course, it's not just war injuries, but it's people with non-communicable diseases, uh, with you know the heart diseases, the cancers, yeah. the diabetes, the hypertensions and and so on uh, that are all needed. So it's all medical care for people on the move in a country where many millions have been internally displaced or refugees and don't know the future. So I I think the answer to that is the future. I haven't got a clue, Mm. uh, but we're in God's hands and uh, we will keep going as long as we think it's necessary and uh, we'll see how things go, and and I guess we're thinking also that that um, you know that they, there's that famous verse in, in Genesis, isn't there, that you intended it for evil, but God intended it for good to save yeah. many people, and and we know that points to the Lord Jesus Himself, uh, resulting eventually from from uh, the nation of Israel being saved in in Egypt, but I think to this context now, what was intended for evil, an invasion has actually brought God's people together in in quite an astonishing way. And I think within ICMDA, what it's done is to strengthen the national movements in all of these countries and also to bring us more closely together, but also to help us wake up to our responsibility to help and to serve one another and realize that even though uh, we're not involved at the battlefront, this is as much our battle as it is for the Christian Medical Association in Ukraine, yeah. and that, that we can all play a part. And however small that part is, it's it's significant. If it's the widow's mite or the yeah. little bit of oil in the jar, that if yeah. we bring what God gives us to him uh, together collaboratively using everyone's gifts and abilities then he can do something he can do something quite amazing, amazing. yeah yeah
0: that's incredible Peter we seem to be competing with uh, everything else going on we're recording this at the CMF conference and there's obviously an awful lot of buzz going on around us so I apologize if if people can hear the background noise just just to finish off with though Peter how can people get involved with What's going on in Ukraine, but also with what's going on more widely with ICMDA. And we will put links to a lot of this stuff yeah. in the show notes.
1: So I think I think with Ukraine, uh, what everybody can do is pray. Mm. To pray for the uh, Christian medical associations, particularly in Ukraine, uh, Poland, Romania, Moldova, Romania, uh, um, Hungary and so on that, that are nearby. And those in Russia and Belarus as well. Mm. Um, secondly, people can give. And we can promise that that every every pound given will be used to purchase necessary drugs and equipment, and we can guarantee, uh, by God's grace, to to get them there. I think also if people have time on their hands to join the group of fifty or so CMF members who are resourcing equipment and consumables around the country, or delivering it to the warehouse, uh, helping to sort it, and, and so on, and there are lots of uh, little jobs we've been amazed at how people have volunteered to do things, you know, just writing thank you letters to to folk you've given, uh, for example, the CMF office has happened, helped us with. In terms of the wider picture, I think it's. I, I've been reading through Deuteronomy and I've been really struck mm. by the, the old story of, of uh, Moses arriving on the edge of the promised land and, and giving this long pep talk to the people before they go in and, under Joshua's leadership. And you remember that they, they conquered all the ground on the, on the east of the Jordan and uh, the tribes of Reuben, Gad and Manasseh occupied that. But, but the people from those tribes still went into the land of Canaan, even though their battle was over, mm. even though it wasn't their battle. And I think in the body of Christ, we have to recognize that if anyone's fighting a battle, if anyone's carrying a burden, then it's the battle and burden of all of us. Mm. And so mm. when one part of the body of Christ is hurting, we can all do something to help, even if it's just to, to pray or to, or to give, or we could be more involved. And so I, I'd say for people in CMF, uh, realize that you're part of God's incredible plan uh, to gather people from every nation, and that part of that involves doctors and dentists who have access to every nation even closed countries. And that one of the best ways of doing that is helping to start and strengthen national movements. Mm. So if you've got an interest in a country abroad or if you're travelling there on short-term mission or perhaps you've had long-term interest there, then find out, is there a CMF? Who's leading it? What, what are their activities? How could you get involved? Um, one of the richest things about, the, about COVID for us has been that we've been running a whole lot of little discipleship groups, uh, 10-week training tracks, but they've been multinational. So mm. we've had people from different countries involved and, and the cultural mix and the diversity of personalities and giftings and experiences have been so rich to share in the in the conversation. So I think that's what I, I'd say is realize you're part of a big movement around the world yeah. and uh, get involved and do what you can, whatever your hand finds to do and uh, you will find that you will be blessed far more than your wildest imaginings and that what you receive from it is is much greater than what you can possibly give.
0: Peter thank you very much for that I, I think I hope people are inspired to get involved from hearing what is going on that God is so much at work in this situation in ways that perhaps are just not making the news headlines in most of the media. Peter, thank you very much. Great to talk to you today, and I'm sure we will speak to you again at some stage in the not too distant future.
1: It's a pleasure.
0: You have been listening to CMF's First Incision Podcast. Links to ICMDA's website, seminar programme, and the Ukraine Appeal appear in the show notes for this edition. Over the next four editions, we shall be sharing Over the next four editions we'll be sharing further talks and discussions from this year's CMF National Conference. If you are new to the podcast and like what you've heard, you can subscribe through all the usual podcast apps and feeds. Do check out our back catalogue of episodes. We've been running this podcast since July 2019, and we've covered a huge range of topics from mindfulness to COVID vaccines, racism. Ra- we've been running this podcast since July 2019, and we've covered a huge range of topics from mindfulness to COVID vaccines, racism to climate change all with a distinctively biblical and healthcare perspective. And if you can, please take a couple of minutes to rate and review the podcast from your chosen app. In addition to being helpful to us, it also helps other people discover this podcast. So until the next time, stay safe and take care.